You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We have another milestone to celebrate with some of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Uh, right across the river in the Southern Illinois District. And looking forward to sharing that story with you in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Jeffrey Nairt, pastor of Our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville, Illinois. Pastor Nairt, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it, both of you uh, allowing me to, to share this story. So for our listeners not familiar with Greenville, Illinois, uh, there are some, I think, some pretty significant landmarks there. Uh, but where would we find Greenville, Illinois, for those not familiar with it? Well, if you uh, were headed out of St. Louis and started headed on I-70, uh, about 50 miles east of St. Louis is the um, Greenville Prison, and you can't miss it. It's right off the 70, and Greenville's right there, too. So you're at our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville. What is the history of Greenville since we're celebrating a milestone here? Uh, when did the history of our Redeemer start? Well, it depends if you're talking about the organized church or just a bunch of Lutherans getting together. Um, it's actually from nine, um, 1882, there were Lutherans in the Greenville area, and they were um, worshiping in Stubblefield, which is a little spot in Greenville, and it was being uh, provided by uh, different pastors, circuit riders, you might say, around. And uh, and then um, in 1931, um, Dr. Meyer came into the picture with uh, doing a survey. And from there, it developed into being a church that we're celebrating 90 years of anniversary. Now, I know you weren't there in the 1800s, but... <laughs> Um, <laughs> from from the late 1800s up to the 1930s, how would you describe the community? We know now we know where Greenville is, but what what was Greenville known for? What was the community like during that time? Well, it's pretty much a farming community. Um, like you said, I wasn't around there. <laughs> There's been several um, businesses that have been kind of a mom and pop uh, farm business and uh, grocery store, and there has been some factories that have come and gone. Um, from what I've heard, those those kind of businesses came and then left, and, and then uh, somebody else took over, and they kind of provided for the community um, throughout the, the process of Greenville growing. Mm-hmm. So when Dr. Dr. Walter A. Meyer comes through in the 1930s, what was the community like at that point? What was the need for a, a Lutheran church in Greenville, Greenville at that point? Well, there, was, um, there were already um, Lutherans surrounding the area of Greenville, but not so much inside of Greenville. And when Dr. Meyer came through and saw that there wasn't a Lutheran church, but there was p 
people that were being served by uh, outside pastors coming in. And then he sent his students in to do a survey, and they found out that through that survey there wasn't enough to have a Lutheran church. But there was a gentleman by the name of Fred H. Gracie, and, and he was a prudential insurance salesman. And he found out about it, and he wrote to Dr. Meyer and and suggested that if you came back, uh, I can guarantee you there's enough Lutherans if you do that outside of the area, because that's where all the farmers were, the dairy farmers and grain farmers, and they were all the Lutherans. And so we came back, did another survey, and lo and behold, uh, Fred Gracie was right. <laughs> there was enough to start a, a Lutheran church in Greenville. And uh, Walter A. Meyer uh, p- conducted the service Thanksgiving of 1931. And from that point on, in 1932, the, um, the beginning of the Our Redeemer started. So started with a, a Thanksgiving service in 1931 and officially organized in 1932. What were the, the beginnings of that congregation? What did they look like? And how has that grown over time? Well, I would say that... Um, that they said that the people came with horse and buggy <laughs> to rough with unpaved roads. So they were pretty rugged. They were farmers and they had the desire to hear God's word and its truth and purity and receive Christ's body and blood. And there was a richness there. Um, many of these uh, uh, Lutherans, from what I understand, historically came out of Missouri area. Um, So there was a a richness there that came into Greenville through that. Mm -hmm. So how has the community uh, changed over the last, what would that be, almost 90 years? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, in our congregation, there's not near as many farmers that there were when they started. (laughs) There are still farmers. There's dairy farmers and grain farmers. But most of the professions uh, are not just the agriculture now. There's so many more other areas. And same with the community. The community's grown. There's a lot more businesses, and and there's some factories now. And so the the demographics have changed quite a bit from being a farm community to being a more – opened community and more businesses. The people and the yearning for the Word of God would say there's not really any change there. There's still a, a desire to hear the God's Word and its truth and purity and, and receive Christ's body and blood. And in keeping in the richness of, of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod has been able to be seen throughout when I came in 93 to the time we dedicated the new church building uh, in 2006. And now here we are 90 years later celebrating our 90th anniversary. You mentioned some of the ways that the community has changed and grown, certainly from growing from a farming community into many other businesses in the community. 
some other significant things, such as we mentioned earlier, the the federal corrections facility. How has that changed? When did that come along? Do you know? And then how did that change the community in any way? That's kind of funny you ask that because um, that was part of my story. Um, when I was called to our Redeemer Lutheran Church at the call meeting, uh, or at the um, when I was received my first call at seminary, Doctor Al Coleman um, looked at me and said, "And you'll be serving in our prison ministry for Southern Illinois District." And my mom had in her mind that that was a big mall that they were building because she drove past going to the seminary. And when we found out it was in Greenville, and I got to tell her it wasn't a mall, it was a prison, and I'm going to be serving there. So after I picked her up off the floor, <laughs> well, we started talk, talking a little bit more about what that all meant. So, yeah, in 1993, um, that prison opened, and uh, Dr. Maurice Alms mentored me and trained me for prison ministry, and so that's been a part of my ministry and part of Greenville's history of serving uh, that ministry along with the, serving the church. Mm-hmm. What does prison ministry look like for you then? What, cause that, that might be, I don't think that's something that, that a lot of people are familiar with. Not a lot of us live around of federal corrections facility. What does that uh, mean in your ministry? Well, several uh, aspects. Um, first, uh, parishioners that serve in the institution, and so there's a real connection in, in that way that they're not only um, when I go in to serve the uh, men and women who are incarcerated, I also see many of my parishioners that are serving as uh, servants for the FCI. Um, so there is a relationship there. But it's also really neat to see how our Redeemer has taken that on as a mission to allow me to have the time to to serve. And then I've actually had members that have went in and and volunteered their time to do um, training in in what it means to to look for a job and, and trying to kind of guide them as these men and women are getting closer to uh, leaving the institution and giving them some guidance and what it means to uh, go out into the world these days and, and some good things to, to know about just being able to communicate with people. And I have had some members of my congregation that have shared their time helping these men and women understand that. Well, it sounds like the the congregation of our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville, Illinois, certainly has grown and found many ways to serve in the community, um, serve their neighbors in the community since the 1930s. We have more to chat about that with Pastor Nerit in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's 
uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50 plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Our guest today, the Reverend Jeffrey Nerick, pastor of Our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville, Illinois, celebrating a milestone this week. And we are just delighted to get to be a part of that and sharing this story. Uh, the congregation starting in the 1930s and 1932 officially, and so celebrating 90 years this week. And uh, you shared before we went to break, Pastor, just the, the ways that the congregation um, has been serving in the community. And tell us a little bit more about what happens on a weekly basis at Our Redeemer. What does Word and Sacrament Ministry look like at Our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville? Well, um, beginning uh, on Sunday, um, we have the definite Word and Sacrament Ministry, and then the people are fed and nourished to go out and serve and and serving God and serving their neighbor as they have been served. So we do um, not only the prison ministry, uh, but we uh, help in the food pantry and uh, we have a pathlight program for teaching catechesis. Uh, we don't have a Lutheran school here, but we have a catechesis program for um, first graders throughout seventh grade and then the seventh and eighth grade confirmation. I continue with that in a, in a more particular way. We have a lot of Bible studies going on, um, and uh, we have reaching out and caring for the food pantry and Meals on Wheels, a lot of volunteers serving in a lot of different ways. Um, using their gifts and talents that God's given to them and the vocation that he's allowed them to have uh, in, in giving. And that's a good good word for, for the members of our Redeemer. They, they're very giving. Tell me more about how the, the members of your of your church community reach out to the neighbors around you and serve in that community, especially such a, a unique community as Greenville. Well, um, I would say the biggest thing right now is we have a lot of people who um, maybe are unfortunate financially. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have blessing boxes that uh, we help provide for. We have a uh, um, school program that we help provide um, backpacks for and, and serve in, in different areas of, of the needs of the school. And then the, the fact is that um, we have people who are um, aware of people that might need um, special care, like, for instance, a, a parishioner that has a need to get to hospitals or doctor's appointments. And there's always people that are saying, who needs something and what can I do to help? Um, that's a, a real blessing to have in, in the congregation as they reach out to serve the community and their fellow members. With the congregation celebrating 90 years of God's grace at Our Redeemer this week, uh, how will you be observing that 90th anniversary? Well, we're really blessed because um, our theme 
is our Redeemer from generation to generation. And actually, that has three different meanings, depending on how you look at the wording. Our Redeemer can be the generations of people that have been uh, baptized and and entered eternal rest uh, under the auspices of our Redeemer. So that'd be the people um, and and from generation to generation. But also it relates to um, Walter A. Meyer, who helped uh, get this uh, Lutheran church up and going. And when we dedicated the new church here in um, 2006, um, we had his son, Walter A. Meyer II, was a proclaimer for that dedication. And this week we have Paul Meyer, Dr. Paul Meyer, who's written a new book, and it's called um, The Genuine Jesus, Fresh Evidence from History and Archaeology. And he's presenting November the 5th, um, all day Saturday. So then we celebrate the, the 90th, actually on November the 6th, and he's going to be the proclaimer. So that's another generation to generation. But the most important part is our Redeemer is not the congregation, not uh, just people, but it's our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who is the one who has given us forgiveness of sins and the promise of everlasting life. And that is from generation to generation. And the theme comes from um, Luke chapter 1, as uh, Mary says, And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. And we're really making that known is that the only reason we're able to have this celebration is that we've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, and he's given us that promise from generation to generation of the wonderful gift of eternal life. Why is it important for the congregation to celebrate all of these years of uh, God's blessings to you in, in this in this particular manner uh, from generation to generation? Well, I think that uh, the people understand that for the time that they're able to have this treasure of God's gifts of forgiveness of sins, Christ's body and blood, it's not just for them at this particular time, but it's something that is to be treasured and passed on. And I still remember one of the members when we were thinking about building this new uh, church, and there was a discussion about, well, should we or should we not? And he got up and said, when I was a kid, I remember that people did this for the church that we have now. And now that we're adults, I want to do this for the next generation. And we're making this commitment to build this new church and to have this new facility for our future generations. So it's not just looking at it for yourself but looking at it for the future. And uh, that has been a real blessing for me as a pastor to see that 
in the parishioners and how they serve in that manner. You shared that uh, Dr. Paul Meyer will be sharing a, a presentation on his new book, The Genuine Jesus, Fresh Evidence from History and Archaeology. What is Dr. Meyer's connection to our Redeemer Lutheran Church? Well, his dad, his his dad helped found the the church, uh, put together the documents, and actually the process of developing it. Um, that's why we had his brother, his his uh, older brother, be the proclaimer when we 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 built the new facility that we're now in, and. Um, and when we were talking to Paul Meyer, because we were looking for someone to be a speaker for our, our proclaimer for our anniversary, um, when he found out that his brother had had served and that his dad was part of the beginning of the, our Redeemer, he said he couldn't help but say yes. <laughs> <laughs> what will this event uh, help people to to learn? Uh, learning from Dr. Paul Meyer, what do you know his his background and his expertise on this this book that he'll be presenting? Yes, um, Dr. Paul Meyer is a Harvard graduate. Um, he's uh, very uh, well known in the historical and archaeological field, and uh, he's a professor at Western University in Michigan. And he has been involved in being able to present um, in such a special way the secular evidence that supports the biblical evidence. And I've used his videos and his material in prison, and I've actually had men and women who uh, were not believers um, start to come to my Bible study because I used that as a, a way to open that door, especially his um, Creation versus Evolution series that he put together. Um, that has really been a powerful tool for me in the prison. And, and then his How Did We Get the Bible series, those are they're both available through the Lutheran Hour ministry, but Paul Meyer is the one that, that does a lot of the presentations in those videos. And his natural knowledge of the world, especially history and, and archaeology, and using those second uh, sources rather than the primary source, is a way to get your foot in the door so that you can, once they have the natural knowledge of God, you can proclaim the revealed knowledge of God that is Jesus Christ is the God who loves them, created them, wants them to have eternal life. And I've seen that happen time and time again as as the Word works in the hearts of the men and women who are incarcerated. Well, thanks be to God for 90 years of God's grace at our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville, Illinois, and the, the ways that you get to celebrate that and observe that this weekend. Uh, what are you looking forward to at moving on beyond 90 mm-hmm. years? Uh, what are the saints at our Redeemer looking forward to in the future as well? Well, um, the Lord has given us over eight acres uh, that has been utilized by the park district and sporting uh, app, uh, areas of soccer and things like this. And um, maybe down the road, people are going to see that we could use something such as a multi-purpose building or 
maybe even further down the road at a Lutheran school. Um, that's up to the to the parishioners and to the Lord's Spirit guiding them and directing them. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me that 30 years down the road, things will look a lot different than what they are now. Indeed, indeed. How can we learn more about the events celebrating 90 years of God's grace at Our Redeemer? Well, um, we've been telling people that the best way to, to get information is to contact us at our church website, our church Gmail. And I'll give that to you. It's very simple. It's just our Redeemer Greenville at gmail.com. And that's O-U-R-R-E-D-E-E-M-E-R Greenville at gmail.com. I have to have to spell it out because my wife says my Southern Indiana slang (laughs) makes it it's hard to understand what you mean by R. (laughs) Pardon me for that. God's blessings on your celebration, and thanks be to God for the many blessings He's provided to you. Thank you for giving us the time to, to proclaim the generation to generation. Thank you. Indeed, our guest today, the Reverend Jeffrey Naird, pastor of Our Redeemer Lutheran Church in Greenville, Illinois. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.